0: f wrestling network my name is max this is the show where lifelong wrestling fans watch a wrestling show and invite somebody on who's not a wrestling fan to talk about wrestling and this week we are talking about the wcpw world cup 2017 a recent one uh but before we get into the show i'm going to introduce this week as i do every week my co-host the man of the hour the man with the power too so sweet to be sour it's former gwf announcer craig johnson oh yeah right there i li- like the don't do it's too sweet to be sour. oh
1: yeah yeah <laughs> snap it get it oh god <laughs> i didn't have one this week uh okay so <laughs> now is time to introduce the guest so uh okay here now promoting oh wait a minute he's not promoting anything. Okay, hold on a sec. Here now, famous from. What do you mean he's not done anything? Really? Uh, Hailing from. He doesn't want us to tell him where he lives. Oh, okay. It's Jim.
0: (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hey, Jim. (laughs) this is interesting because jim and i actually this is the first show i've done where i actually watched the show with the guest i was at jim's house and we watched it in his basement today so that was kind of interesting and fun (laughs) uh Uh,
1: i'm making up for last week Uh.
0: (laughs) but yes it's uh the wcpw world cup 2017 and before we get to the show of course it's not a wwe show so we're gonna give some context Um, I don't know a lot about this promotion. I know WCPW stood for What Culture Pro Wrestling, and it was at least booked, if not funded, by the guys from the What Culture Wrestling website. Um, and th- and this show actually
1: was almost the culmination of everything that they had done up to that point right. because they had promoted a number of free and pay-per-view shows that they, they had put on YouTube and on pay-per-view. I think they were on Fight TV um, back in, in the early days. And it was the What uh, Walt Culture uh, original cast that put these shows together. And it really was, along with ICW, and uh, you can put RevPro Pro in there, but it really was the height of British independent wrestling. Yeah. Because this was before NXT UK. Uh, this particular uh, pay-per-view uh, was just after the NXT uk championship uh that wwe put on because joseph connor's had actually been in that tournament we'll Mm -hmm. talk about joseph connor's in a little bit but it is amazing to see that a group of wrestling fans who had a simple youtube channel could come together and put together a wrestling promotion that was pretty darn good
0: yeah it's it's a professionally produced show it looks amazing um and yeah, the I mean the the talent they have signed is all big name talent, pretty big name talent. Not all, but most of it is.
1: And the key um, was they didn't have anybody signed. I, right. I think I think everybody came in just on one shot, like an independent wrestling show, very well might do. Now they did have their angles. I mean, uh, Joe Coffey, who was probably the most well known of the the people in the promotion, uh hell was the head of a group called the prestige which actually would go on to become gallus in uh nxt uk but they had their storylines they had their angles but it was the best of the you either had your icw guys or you had your wcpw guys they didn't cross over a lot and then eventually they did
0: right Okay.
1: And ICW is one of the promotions that's uh, now being presented on
0: the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then uh, this promotion eventually changed their name um, to, what was it? Defiant
1: Wrestling, where they Defiance started a weekly show called Defiant Loaded. And you can actually see pretty much all of those uh, shows on YouTube because yeah. they're still up there. Mm-hmm just search defiant
0: wrestling or what what culture uh, wrestling and yeah. you'll find them uh, yeah it's um, but yeah they, they did that specifically because they wanted to get away from the association with the what culture website um, so they wouldn't be seen as just a website that was putting on a wrestling show um, so anyway uh, anyway so this show begins uh, the, the opening graphic is flags of the world over uh, some clips of wrestling with a rock and instrumental playing and because the semifinals and the finals of the World Cup of wrestling will be on this show and they actually do it World Cup style each wrestlers representing their home country mm-hmm.
1: um, and they have had
0: a number of qualifiers
1: which are also available on yeah. YouTube a number of qualifier uh tournaments that came into this so there were there was a full i want to say it was a five round tournament you had to win uh, win five or six times to become the
0: champion here so it was it was a big tournament and um yeah, we we get a shot of the trophy that pans to the crowd big crowd in uh, i didn't write down the name of the arena but it was in newcastle yes um And uh, we are introduced uh, to the announcers, Dave Bradshaw and James Kennedy. Kennedy! (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had to. (laughs) They start off slow. Um, They get better as the night goes on, (laughs) Um, but they start off kind of meh. One of
1: the, th- the uh, one of the things you have to understand about this is Bradshaw was the announcer all the way through, right? But they brought on guys like Matt Striker. Jim okay. Ross did one of these shows. I remember
0: Jim Ross doing one.
1: Yeah, and so it's. Uh, uh, I think that it was interesting that for the finals of the World Cup, they had to use one of their local guys as the color yeah. commentator, <laughs> who wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah. you can tell these guys weren't weren't professionals, yeah. but, uh, but, but Jim, they did, uh, when you're watching these guys, they were explaining what we're go- what's going on, I would guess.
2: Absolutely. A good color commentator. Uh, and you know, the technical guy was, I didn't feel anything lacking from the following of the action. Right.
0: You said he looked like somebody, and I
2: can't remember who. <laughs> I threw out just a Wolfman Jack type of. Uh, you know, it was almost like he looked like a werewolf. He had the mirrored aviators, the you know the the up you know styled hair that was definitely moosed up, but the thick beard that kind of just he uh, yeah, was very Wolfman. Yeah. Hey kids, going up the charts is uh, Kashida.
0: <laughs> and that's our first match is Kashida versus Joseph Connors. Uh, Kashida has a Back to the Future gimmick. Um.
1: And that was his gimmick for a long, long time. And it's it's very funny, which I'll... Uh, he, I'll give you the road... As you go through these, I'll give you the road to the fi- the semifinals. Uh, but Kushida was taking on... Joseph Connors. And Joseph Connors is currently in NXT UK. Right. Kushida had to uh, beat four... People to get to here. It was mm-hmm. show of uh, what uh, at that time was the Tempura Boys, but they are. He is now in Rapungi 2K. I think they're the IWGP champions at one time. Uh, Bushi, who went on to become a member of Bullet Club, sure, uh, and Kenny Williams, who would steal Kushida's gimmick in NXT UK with a Back <laughs> to the Future gimmick. <laughs> Which is, and it's funny because Kushida's now in the regular NXT.
0: Right. <laughs> and then
1: Zack Sabre Jr. was his quarterfinal opponent. Zack Sabre Jr., one of the finest technical wrestlers in the world. I don't know why he hasn't come in, come over here, uh, unless there have been some uh, visa problems, which will actually become a story of this show in a bit. Huh. Um Joseph Connors, I mentioned, he uh, is currently in NXT UK. He had been in the WWE uh, United Kingdom uh, Championship, known as the Righteous Killer. He had replaced Canada's Michael Elgin in the round of 16, not because of visa problems, but because of a scheduling problem. So he gets put in the round of 16. He defeated Joe Coffey of the Prestige, which would go on to become Gallus in NXT. And if you ever want to see something um, really interesting, uh, you'll have to, oh God, am I getting him wrong again? No, Joe Coffey is one of the big guys. Never mind, anything I just said. Um, okay. Anyway, and then Takahashi, who is still a uh, prominent member of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. And of course, this match, let's see if you can both get it. This match was scheduled for one fall. One, one
2: fall. fall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they
2: don't do that in in uh, the... They only do that in the Indies. I it, never w- see that it in the big ones. It was
1: started in England. That's ah. where the one fall, one fall thing started. Ah,
0: okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get the match, though, we got a video package highlighting... Uh, Connors, and then one highlighting Kushida of all the um, the matches you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kushida's coming to the ring with two belts. Uh, he's wearing one, carrying another, and they never... The, the announcers never mention what those belts are. One is um, the Ring
1: of Honor Television Championship.
0: Okay. Um, and I don't know what the other one is. I, I, <laughs> um, that that I didn't notice. All right. All right. Um... And I noticed that a lot of the shots in this uh, match were handheld. Yes. Um, Yeah, on handheld camera.
1: And Uh, we're not talking about the big ikigamis. We're talking about little Panasonics like I have. Yeah. (laughs) It was a very, it is done in a very prosumer way,
0: but it looked very polished. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I have this written down. Joseph Connor seems to be wrestling the entire match with an erection.
2: You decided to mention that.
0: I'm going to mention it.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. Unmistakable. Mm -hmm. It really was.
1: I didn't notice it. No, (laughs) No. I'm gonna no. (laughs) Oh god.
2: (laughs) Enough that we debated whether or not he had a cup in the shape
1: of Yes. In the shape of a shuttlecock.
2: <laughs> Correct.
1: <laughs> oh, my lord. Oh, I guess yeah. I wasn't watching that closely. Didn't see that he was so cocky. Was he acting uh, like a dick? Anyway. Mm. <laughs>
0: um, and the announcers do reference the WWE, uh, J- Justice WWE, or the NXT UK Championship that mm-hmm. just happened. Um, and this match goes on long enough uh, that we get a boring chant from the audience. Um, the audience does not stop chanting throughout this show.
1: Now, the, uh, the English style is mm-hmm. just like an, uh, an English football game. Right. Uh, you're going to have songs all the way through, but it's also a very Japanese-style cr- crowd in that they will only applaud for things that they think earn it. Right. Um, Which makes it really strange sometimes, because you'll see a great move, and if they mm -hmm. didn't like it, there would be no applause.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, this is definitely like an internet smart mark crowd. The the sheer number of Bullet Club t-shirts in the audience. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But yes, we do get a boring chant, um, and that's like in between chants of Joseph, Connors, Kushida. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Jim, were you bored
2: during this? Uh, I actually wrote that it was kind of boring, this ah. particular match. it was. I figured it was the first match of the of the special, mm-hmm. so it wasn't going to be all fireworks and everybody going all out. And then you have to realize that the winner is actually going to have to wrestle again, so it's not like... kind of thought that you couldn't really go over the top. You wouldn't want to use all your pizzazz right in the beginning, but it, it really was uh, like slow. Lots of Arm bars and you know trying to test strength, you know where you lock hands and you know like plenty of classically slow, yeah. you know wrestling kind of tropes.
1: Making note here not to invite Jim back for heavyweight <laughs> wrestling from Washington show. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because you said we're gonna do it. Uh, we will do it eventually. I just have to. That's find a show from the nineteen. Yeah, it's a show from the 1950s and 60s where yeah. that's about the entire show is <laughs> wrestles and such. There's a there is a great sequence that kind of gets the energy going here, but uh, where Connors was setting him up for his finish called the Dublin Downer, but yes. then Kushida reverses and puts him in a hoverboard lock, yes. which ends up in a Falcon Arrow by Connors. Now I realize all these are just flashy terms, but to me, it was like whoa, whoa, whoa! Mm-hmm.
0: It it really picked the the pace up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Kushida does win this one by submission, thanks to the hoverboard lock. Which I love that name. Um. And yeah. Um. I think one of the highlights of the
1: match, though, was when Connors came off the top rope. And so many times when you come off the top rope and you're going to get hit, you look like you're going to land on your feet. Yeah. Well, Connors was coming off the top rope like he was doing a dive, and Kushida nails him with a drop kick, and it yeah. was pretty awesome looking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then yeah. after Connors yells at him, he yells at uh, Kushida and says, give me your best,
0: Kushida just
1: <laughs> starts wailing on him. Says, so, You want
0: my best here. You get it. <laughs> um had a little trouble determining the face and the heel in this match. I figured it might have been face versus face.
1: Uh, um, I think Connor is, is more like a heel. Okay. All
0: right. Um, but, but,
1: yeah. but I get what you're saying because yeah. Kushida wrestled a little heelish. Yes. Because he was wrestling someone from the UK.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. And that will happen again in the final. Yeah. No, no spoilers, but that will happen again in the final.
0: Uh huh. No spoilers, but we'll be talking about it. In Correct. Forty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on this match, Jim?
2: Uh, I think we summed it up pretty good. They did. Okay. You know, they did kind of end it with, a, yeah, with a, a little twist, a little bit of action. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was, you know it was fine to open with
0: okay our next match is ricochet will osprey which is the reason we did this show it's incredible um (laughs) and this this was the sequel
1: yeah the original ricochet osprey match took place in new japan um if you go to the show notes or go to our twitter we're posting a link to the highlights The whole match used to be on YouTube, but you can't find it anymore because New Japan took it down. But I have showed that particular match Mm -hmm. to people who have nothing to do with wrestling, people Mm -hmm. who say they hate wrestling. And they (laughs) I've had I even showed it to my spouse at one time and she went,
0: wow, that was beautiful. Yeah. how many times do you hear a wrestling match called beautiful uh-huh oh no it's it's incredible and this one is great too uh, also starts out with the the video packages and for most of the match ricochet just dominates yeah. well um, let, let's talk about how
1: they got there yeah. because it is a tournament Osprey okay. had defeated in the English qualifiers martin kirby and rampage we'll see rampage later both of them are now in nxt uk Mm -hmm. in the uh round of 16 osprey defeated ray mysterio jr yep and in the quarterfinals he defeated mike speedball bailey Mm -hmm. now we'll see him later too we will see (coughs) bailey later um I well, I'll save this story for when we get there. But when I was yeah. talking about visa issues, yeah. Mike Speedball Bailey, okay. uh, Ricochet defeated the Shockmaster for the 21st century. Matt Seidel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it may be too soon, but that was one of the funniest things. If you don't know what we're talking about, and if you're listening to the show, by golly, uh, why don't you? Matt Seidel made his debut for All Elite Wrestling at All Out and came out as the surprise 21st contestant in the Casino Battle Royal or Battle Royale, depending upon which person you were listening to, Mm -hmm. got up to the top rope to do a shooting star press and slipped on the rope and basically fell right on his behind. (laughs) People have compared it to the Shockmaster entrance. I'll just call it the Shockmaster for the 21st century. It feels more Titus O'Neil to me. Uh, Then Ricochet uh, defeated, bask in his glory, Keith Lee. Oh, wow. In the end of the qualifiers. Then defeated Angelico, who is part of the Hybrid uh, uh, 2. Uh, Or is it three? Is it the hybrid three or hybrid two? Anyway, he's a member of the hybrid in AEW. And his uh, quarterfinal match against Penta El Zero Miedo, otherwise known as Pentagon Jr. And we will also see him later in the show. That is
0: a pretty amazing lineup there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the match itself, uh, like I said, Ricochet just dominates this match. He starts out. Now, this one clearly ricochets the heel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he starts out powdering out. Uh, Will Ospreay goes out to get him, and Ricochet winds up giving him a uh, brain buster on, quote, the hard staging. <laughs> um, <laughs> and remember, this
1: match started before the bell even rang. Yes. Before they got their ring jackets off. Yes, and it was, and that was a beautiful ballet of moves before the the ring bell
0: goes off. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, for most of the match, Ricochet dominates it, mm-hmm. but it's it's just so beautiful. It's just done in such uh, uh, an amazing way that uh, Osprey keeps getting these hope spots over and over and over again. So by the end of the match, you're pulling for Will Osprey. To win this thing. Um, yeah, it's, when, it's when Ricochet
1: hits those three Amigo German suplexes followed by the kicks, you go, yes. oh my God, this is going to be a squash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let, before we get to the end of the match, because uh, I, I want Jim to be able to chime in, uh, chime in here. Jim, had you ever seen any kind of wrestling like this particular kind of wrestling? Uh,
2: yes. Uh, <clears throat> this was... To me, my notes actually. Is, uh, this this match was much more acrobatic, uh, much more gymnastic prowess was uh, was displayed. There was it was polished. It was fast. The whole it was the opposite of the of the previous match, and it really kind of really kind of grabbed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I what I what I actually wrote in my notes is, uh, and I kept uh, I kept loving the the names of the moves that everybody has <laughs> are just. Delicious, uh, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, uh, Ricochet has his finishing move it's called the benedriller which I guess is because it puts you to sleep. Yep. And uh, and then there was the uh, the cheeky Nando's kick that Bill Osprey has, which is <laughs> like you go for a cheeky Nando's at three in the morning when you're over in Newcastle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, after the show, you go have a cheeky Nando's, which was a uh, it was a pretty uh, I, I actually thought it was a a pretty inventive way of kind of they kind of wrap you up in the on the top rope on upside down with your arms hooked in so your face is just kind of framed and then the, you know it's just a kick to the face is not yeah. amazing now
1: would you like to explain to our listeners who aren't uh versed in the british culture what a cheeky nando's is
2: my understanding is that uh nando's is their uh, it's like a kind of like a version of their like like we have TGI Fridays or Olive Garden, like a chain restaurant that's not like what we would have, like a Denny's, but also not a, you know, a nice place. Uh, And you, you, for some reason, don't go to Nando's to go eat. You go for a cheeky Nando's and it's (laughs) some kind of, I don't really get the reference, but it's like when you go to White Castle at three in the morning, Mm -hmm. you go to a cheeky Nando's at three in the morning. (laughs) And that's just, yeah,
1: N- Nando's is a chicken place and they uh, it's uh, Jamaican jerk chicken in a lot of cases. And there's oh, there are two Nando's in the United or three Nando's in the United States, one in Chicago, one in Washington, D.C., and one in New York. Hmm. But Nando's is as big as a Kentucky Fried Chicken might be over there. But Nando's actually has, um, their stuff isn't fried. It's all all cooked, all fresh, and it's actually really, really good. And they're known for their different sauces. So Mm. if you can imagine a Hooters or a Buffalo Wild Wings or a Kentucky Fried Chicken, except with good food (laughs) and good sauces, that would be Nando's. Mm. And a Cheeky Nando's is, of course, going (laughs) after the bars have closed. But it it is good. I I've had I had Nando's uh, in Washington D.C. because I saw it open and I said I have to go to there, and it, it was really good.
2: Now that I know there's one in New York, it's it's on my list. Yes. here we
0: go. Yeah, after COVID. Yep. Yeah, we'll go. That's it.
1: Uh, so yes. o- o- Osprey is able to
0: reverse into a Canadian
1: destroyer to get a yes. three. Wow.
0: Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, right. And like I said, you spend the whole match, which is a good 20 minutes, maybe mm-hmm. not, you know, the thinking that, that right. Ricochet is just going to squash him and he really does pull it out. And it has that moment of why I keep watching wrestling. Um, because I really was invested. I really believed in it. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> Here's an update. Yeah. Nando's, uh, as of 2019, I was
1: wrong about New York. Oh. Uh, they have 12 in Illinois, 6 in D.C., and 14 in Maryland, and 10 in Virginia. I had no clue that they had that many because I thought it was just only uh, only those places. But they're known for their peri-peri chicken. That's the, the name, Nando's peri-peri chicken. Okay. The more you know. Ding um
2: that's on the list we'll have to get down there
1: yes um, all right so as i mentioned yes. we, we're we're putting the link in the show notes to yes. see the original Osprey ricochet yes. just at least the highlights right. and if you see the highlights you it may it may make you want to go get a new
0: japan world subscription just to
1: mm-hmm. see the whole thing that's how good it is
0: and so that means kushida will be taking on Will Ospreay in the finals. And now, when we were watching this, Jim and I were a little confused, going, "Uh, is the finals just going to be a two-hour match? Um, (laughs) But no, there are other matches that do not have anything to do with the tournament on this card. Featuring guys who are in the tournament, however. Right. Yes. Um, So the first one of those we get is Speedball Mike Bailey, uh, who has a Taekwondo gimmick. Mm -hmm. Uh, and is far too happy. Um, He's just smiling too much. And he is uh, going against uh, Pentagon Jr. as Penta L0M. Which
1: is his new name in AEW now because uh, AAA, the -hmm. Mexican promotion, owns Pentagon Jr.
0: Right. So Penta L0M. And the crowd loves Pentagon. They, you know, he keeps doing the uh, the Zaramerdo thing, and they absolutely love it. Um, and that they, stands for no fear. Correct, sir. Yes. They seem to respect Speedball Mike Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's he's one of those guys with like a, a, a martial arts gimmick that shows up in wrestling every five years or so. Yeah, and uh, and when I was watching it, I didn't know what all the
1: hullabaloo
2: was about.
1: Yeah. Until he started kicking. Yes.
2: <laughs> I, had a, I had a thing about that.
1: Go ahead, Jim.
2: No, it was just like, you know, I, I noticed, I don't think at any point, uh, counting from the crowd, the chants were constant and you know very british yeah. uh but not you know i i couldn't believe once once he started those kicks uh mr bailey uh, just nobody nobody counted up and i mean he went on for i don't know 40 50 kicks i mean what do you think yeah. max it was what's the over under like uh it.
0: jim has 40 to 50 <laughs> there max? we go uh i'd say probably about that as well um Total right.
1: fifty-three kicks. Wow! Wow!
0: Um, <laughs> because you knew I'd go back and count them. <laughs> yeah, James Kennedy actually says at one point, "I think he's in the triple digits." Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's impressive,
1: and that that was impressive. And yeah. I, I think that that's why a lot of people were going. Uh, Mike Bailey's going to be your next uh, ricochet type competitor. Right. That when people discover him, he's going to be. He's going to be a major star. And they even said that during the during the, the match. So why isn't he a major star? Let's get through the end of the match, and I'll tell you why he isn't
0: a major star yet. Well, you had mentioned visa problems. That but... is correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yes. how he got there is an interesting story. Okay. Um, Pentagon Jr. wins this one with a move called the fear factor, which <laughs> I wonder if that's a rib on Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, because Joe Rogan hates wrestling and talks yeah. about how much he hates wrestling frequently on his podcast. Um, So I wonder if that's on purpose. Um, Before we get to the finish, Max, I do mm-hmm. want to
1: talk a little bit about the action on the apron. Oh, yeah. Hardest ba- part of the ring. Bailey tries a standing Hardest moonsault. Yes. But Pema hits a knee. Then Bailey, uh, off the ropes, does a twisting moonsault, but then uh, Penta gets a Canadian destroyer, but then Bailey has the moonsault knee drop. And I was like, oh, my God, this is all on the apron? Mm -hmm. There's no padding there, boys and girls and (laughs) non-binary pals. There's just no no padding there. (sighs) Ugh.
2: If I could yeah. rewind please, uh, just a bit to the beginning of the match, it was mm-hmm. one of the first things that happened in the match, the chest slap. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: <laughs> now, Max and I actually had to pause and have a chat about the chest slap.
1: Is yes. that all you had was a chat, or did you, like 99% of the people who would think of it, Try to do one of your
2: own. It went in, work. oh, I mean, you know, we've all, who hasn't, who hasn't, who their woo. friends out in public at a Cheeky Nando's. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was one of the first hits in the entire match. Uh, Penta, it, it's either a, a jumping twist. With just the and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a, a backhanded slap it was a forehand slap, with all the power in the world behind it, and I heard it and I was like, that's bad. <laughs> that's and then about, leave a mark. about yeah about twenty seconds later they're you know they they're they're getting into the match, and you get a good clear shot of uh, of Mike Bailey and there is an absolute outlined handprint. Yes. All five fingers <laughs> just right there, front and center, his his Superman emblem. And then <laughs> about,
1: and, and, and may I <clears throat> may I just interject here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Penta was wearing a glove when he did it too.
2: Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed by the end of the match the tip of one of those fingers actually welted up proper <laughs> it was I mean just the slap was this it it hit me through the TV <laughs> yeah. through three years of time yeah yep. it was unbelievable <laughs> to the point where uh, about two minutes after the initial slap they're outside of the ring in front of the uh, in front of the the commentators and uh, Penta lines them up again for another slap and he hits him, and you could see in Mike Bailey's face that it was not going to be okay when that when that <laughs> hand came down right on the same spot and he hit the ground and rolled away. And I swear I was like it was it was like the most believable reasonable thing that a person would do to avoid just really getting hurt and it was it was totally you know like the the flips the kicks the 53 uh shot you know kicks to the abdomen but that slap (laughs) scared him while it was on its way down yeah and he yeah and and then and then the camera went off him for a moment while uh penta you know he kind of postured a little bit And and i was thinking to myself like he's off camera whimpering a little bit
0: Yep.
1: (laughs)
2: if
1: (laughs) if you ever want to see what the effects of those things truly are uh, I'll plug another podcast but I'll ask you to watch the video version of Chris Van Bleet, who does some amazing interviews of wrestlers it's it's a great podcast to listen to on audio but the Mm video is even better and before COVID hit he uh, visited with Sean Spears Uh, the former Ty Dillinger and during the interview or before the interview Chris Van Vliet agreed to take chops from Sean Spears students yeah and then Sean Spears himself all you have to do is look at the reaction (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. there's also uh, there's a video series also uh, on YouTube called the Try Guys Mm mm-hmm and it's, right, it's four guys that, like, somebody suggests, why don't you try skydiving or something like that. So there's one where they try pro wrestling. You know, <laughs> oh, I gotta it, see that. And they get, they get chopped by a woman who's half the size of the smallest guy, and <laughs> the reaction is very genuine. Um, yeah. Um,
2: that was what Max, that was that was the reason for the pause and the action that Max and I talked about, because it's, yeah. it's, it really is the most real thing like you can, you can kind of experience, you can absolutely relate to it because everyone has slapped their friend like that at some point. And you just like, ah, it's bad. Like it's bad. You know, it's bad. Like it's happened. You've, you know, and man, I'm still feeling it. And,
1: and when it it is done well, the sound that comes off of it is just so beautiful. I mean, Uh, it's amazing. I'm Um, happy to say I've never taken a chop. (laughs) I've taken a slap from Iceman King
0: Parsons, but never a chop. (laughs) Indie wrestlers have told me that, you know, you go to a party, you have a couple beers, you wind up chopping each other. (laughs) Um. (laughs)
1: It's a chopping
0: trip. Yeah. Um.
1: (laughs) Um. But yeah, Penta wins this one. Despite the fact that Bailey had an yes
0: on the top rope, uh huh,
1: I've never seen that before. Yeah.
0: No, it's it, it, wow. Well, the athleticism in this match is incredible, mm-hmm. right? And there's when they when the Canadian destroyer happens. Jim and I were discussing. Wait, who did the move? Who was supposed to be hurt? Um, we both got confused on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one of the things about the Canadian destroyer is it is
1: such a cooperative move. Yeah. That both people have to be spot on doing it. Mm-hmm. But it looks so good. I mean, it's 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 one of my favorite moves to see and when it's done well, it, it it's pretty amazing. <laughs> the
0: announcer said it was the little literal Canadian destroyer because Mike Bailey is Canadian. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes.
2: So wait, this was cuz I have a note I have my uh, another note that so this was the the flip with the half twist, yes. From the top turnbuckle, yes. To the floor,
1: yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, uh, that that prompted another little little chat between me and Max about <laughs> just about uh, the concept of the gymnastics involved,
0: right? Compared
2: it, to yeah. when I, you know, I mean, I watched. I mean, everybody. I don't. Uh, it's not to say that I'm not a fan of wrestling, but like many people, I watched as a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm 30 years out of date, and. A flip would have been unheard of. I mean, uh, you know, when I when I was you know when when Hulk Hogan was was wrestling it, it, well in the eighty when Hulk Hogan was wrestling Andre the Giant, like a missile drop kick from the top rope was the pinnacle of uh, of, of gymnastic prowess. Mm-hmm. And now this is you know this is just in a, a middle match. I mean, the guy's doing you know he's doing an Olympic vault
1: <laughs> off of the, you know.
2: It was just, it's just—it's just the, the overall magnitude of of, of a, a commonplace move is just amazing to watch. You know, like it's just incredible that the change that's happened over the, over a the couple of decades.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, what happened with Mike Bailey? Why have we so, not heard so from him So Mike
1: since? Mike Bailey uh, tried to come over uh, come over the border to do some Evolve shows. Right. And the problem is, is he didn't have a work visa. So he came over saying he was on vacation or something like that Mm -hmm. and was working in Evolve shows. Oh, boy. Well, that's a big no-no, especially Mm -hmm. if you get caught. So he was banned from coming to the United States for five years. Oh,
0: boy. (laughs)
1: That ends in 2021 and everyone and their mother is thinking that Mike Bailey will become one of your next AEW superstars because nobody (laughs) will have heard of him and he's going to show up and do some amazing things because he's still wrestling.
0: He's just not doing it in the United States. Sure. (laughs) All right. Then we get an ad for the next pay-per-view, which is refuse to lose. And it's just words on the screen. That's all. Um, and then our next match is our comedy match. <laughs> I wrote that, too, that it's a comedy match. I, it's supposed to be, right? Um, uh, it's, yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I think so. It's Rampage versus El Ligero, um, <laughs> who is actually a pretty a pretty big heel in NXT UK. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's representing the prestige. Yes. Um, and he's about half Rampage's size, which is part of where the comedy comes from. Um, and he's carrying a pink metal briefcase. They, they call it a briefcase, but it's metal. Mm-hmm. It's dented. Um, the match is for this thing, but I don't know like what the significance of it is. The Magnificent Seven briefcase. Okay. And
1: while you continue to talk, I will try to find out.
0: <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, this is, you know, he's, he has a really interesting look, El Ligero, because it's, it's a lucha mask with like horns, but the horns look like balloons. They don't look like actual, you know, horns. Um It's like,
2: it was like one of those helmets you win at the, yeah. the county fair for hitting the, the mallet and making the, the bell go ding. And it was, yeah, uh, it, they were yeah. clearly plastic blow-up horns. <laughs> horns. It looked like something straight out of, like, the Elder Scrolls. It was... Yes. It, I mean, it was it was positively glorious as far yes. as I was concerned, but <laughs> it was, <the> best <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious.
0: Oh, uh, you're absolutely right. And then Rampage uh, is just a very, very large man um, whose tights are due to different colors, and... Uh, that was when your wife happened to look up at the TV and go, why are his balls hanging out? Yes.
2: Because <laughs> um, <laughs> the front of his tights were arguably a, a skin tone. Cod. Yeah. Um, but the so, back was not, so you would, right. Yeah, it Yeah, it, it was a little weird. It was awkward for a moment.
0: <laughs> right, well, especially because his T-shirt was coming down over, like, the top of the tights, so it really did look like that for a moment. <laughs> it was
2: awkward for everybody <laughs> yeah.
0: involved. Um... But so a the, lot the, of the, the
2: uh, I,
1: I have the answer on the Magnificent Seven briefcase if you okay. like. It was an award yes. established by What Culture Pro Wrestling to the winner of a seven-way elimination or ladder match. Okay. Um I'm going to read the description of the very first Magnificent Seven briefcase match.
0: Okay. Uh
1: it held, It was held during a pay-per-view called um, uh, the Magnificent uh, Seven in uh, Defiant Wrestling. They have it in here in twenty in 2019. So this mm-hmm. must have been an earlier version of it. Right. But here is <laughs> here is a description of the Magnificent Seven match that happened in 2019. Okay. The anti-fun police. <laughs> <laughs> teamed up in the early stages of the matches but after failing to attempt uh, to steal a pin mjf <laughs> offered the anti-fund police money for their protection and support before momentarily appearing at the commentary table abroad abro- broad, hello a mm. brawl ensued outside of the ring leading to visage being eliminated by Los Federales Super Santos Jr., Man Like Darius, and Drake. (laughs) Benji tried to face the team of the anti-fun police and MJF, but MJF stole a pin and eliminated Santos Jr. MJF would eventually win the briefcase.
0: (laughs) I just love the fact that there was a tag team called the Anti Fun Police. Anti Fun Police, that's great. <laughs> um, this matches a lot of the, the the Eligero Rampage matches. A lot of uh, comedy coming from the fact that Eligero is half of Rampage's size Less and then, than. yeah, <laughs> it can't really do tiny. any damage.
1: It's not like Rey Mysterio trying to r- wrestle Brock Lesnar. No, this was just right. plain comedy here. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, at one point, um, you know, Rampage actually gets on his knees and invites Ligero to hit him. Um, And then when he does, but catches his foot and throws him off, he stands up and crotch, you know, does the old uh, DX crotch chop. Um, And (laughs) the finish is a spot where El Ligero grabs the briefcase and is going to hit Rampage with it, decides against it so the ref can take the briefcase and take care putting it back in the other corner turnbuckle so that Liguero can get a low blow on Rampage while the ref's back is turned. Um, and there was some discussion about whether or not that spot came too early in the match.
2: It didn't feel natural to me. I, right. I, I pointed it out to Max that it, it looked like the ref was specifically placing it for something that was to be determined. And then, like, he kind of turned around and the oh, match is over. <laughs> yeah.
1: mm. Well, a couple of interesting things after this match. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one. If you watch the briefcase run away, you'll see that the briefcase was severely damaged. Yes. <laughs> on one side of it. Yes. And the other thing is, I, you know, I haven't talked a lot about Dave Bradshaw and the commentary team on this, but this was the one quote that I wrote down from the entire commentary. And, okay. and Max will tell you, Jim, that I usually am writing down a number of quotes, but this was sure. the only one. We apologize for the end of that match.
2: <laughs> we must have been talking over it. I didn't catch oh, that. I did not catch that either. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's great. Oh, we apologize for the end of that match. That pretty much says it for all of us now, doesn't it?
0: Yes. It really yes. does. And then, um, and then we bring out uh, Adam Blampied, who, uh who is a wrestling journalist on the internet, and he is also the general manager of this promotion. Um, it's hard to hear him, as Mike seems to be mixed incorrectly, but he pushes the next pay-per-view and announces one match for it, which is going to be War Machine versus the Young Bucks, which, yay, that should be good. Um, Oh, and then we get the number one contender for the internet title (laughs) match, which I'm thinking is... Kind of like the old TV title, like that belt would only be defended. Well done. So that belt is only defended on YouTube. Yes, it's the it's
1: the secondary title. Yes,
0: indeed, you got it. Okay, and that is Alex Gracie versus Zack Saber Jr. Um, (laughs) There's a great moment uh, when Alex Gracie is being introduced, um, which is designed to get heel heat. Um, He's walking down the ramp. He jumps off the ramp and then comes back wearing the shirt of his local football team, which is Nottingham Forest. Um, which, uh, I guess if you follow uh, British Premier League football, is a big deal. Um, I, I, I believe they might be
1: r- r- rivals to Newcastle. Ah, except Nottingham Forest loves. is in a much
0: lower league these days, right? <laughs> um, Um, yeah, this is the really, really technical match. These Ma- guys are both, like, technicians. Zack
1: Sabre Jr. Yeah. does things in a match. First of all, mm-hmm. to describe Zack Sabre Jr., picture the skinniest guy you've ever seen in your life.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Put a little bit of muscle on him. That's Zack Sabre Jr. Yep. Yeah.
0: He,
1: he is just lean. What he lean. does to people... You know, we, we talked about rest holes and arm bars and mm-hmm. things that... Now, if you were to take heavyweight wrestling from Washington in the 1960s mm-hmm. and create torture out of it, this would be Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every single alleged rest hold looks painful as hell because he's taking fingers and putting them the wrong way or an yeah. arm putting it the wrong way. Oh, the way he manipulates body parts is just gruesome.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's that thing that we, we talk about on the show all the time, that old school thing of, like, isolating one body part. hmm But, right, like you said, it's not a rest hole. It's not, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a psychology behind it, but like you said, it looks like it really hurts the way he does it. Um, yeah. Um...
2: Right, like, like Jim,
1: it. were you were you hurting when the fingers were being bent back in uh, opposite directions?
2: I did yeah. note that, uh, yeah. and I said, you know, I said this was another. It was another kind of slow style match with the, you know, with the arm bars and the holds and the wrist locks and that kind of stuff. But yes, it was notably different, um, and I think the uh, I think the way the the cameras caught. They they filmed it better, I think, than the first match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was way more in your face. You got to see the, you know, the, the the anguish and the, you know, the 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 technicality of it. You did get to see that right, the extra little twist. You know, you'd put the mm-hmm. wrist in the thing and then right, and you'd grab the pinky and we, you know, and yeah. you're and but they managed to capture that in a way that made it a lot more visceral, I guess, to the viewer.
0: Yeah.
2: Which I yeah, which was which I, I did notice. And then and then actually my wife n- noticed that uh Alex Gracie was wearing these very shiny, very purple uh tights and Yes. It, it became a, it became a thing. <laughs>
1: Squirrel. No. Oh. <laughs> um. Zaber uh, Zack Saber's kicks look really good, which yeah. leads to one of <laughs> Which leads to a World Cup reference.
0: Yes. Oh, God. We both laughed at that, actually. Yes. It was like, uh, it's the only penalty kicks in the World Cup by an Englishman that mattered or something. Yes. <laughs> that, 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 that were good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it
1: was great. Oh, that's... Uh, by the way, uh, did you notice that all of Saber's uh, ring gear had SPLX on it?
0: Um... Yes, but I don't know what that is. It and is the short, Japanese lettering underneath. It's short yeah. for Suplex. Okay.
1: It was a company started by, uh, either started by or endorsed by Jeff Cobb and Zach Saber. It was the first line of pro wrestling wear. Oh. That they actually, uh, they wanted to make it the Nike of pro wrestling. Uh, wow. And there, there's a few different things that are out now. I know that there, there's Squared Circle brand, but uh, SPLX was like the first hmm. Nike of pro wrestling. And uh, it was a lot due to the success of Sabre and uh, Jeff Cobb, otherwise known as the Monster Mutanza yes. uh, in uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So hmm. SPLX actually is a pretty big seller over there.
0: Oh, cool. Um, yeah, but... Uh, like I said, I like this one. Um, It's, it's the technical match that doesn't feel boring. Mm -hmm. So. And uh, when Gracie picks up the nunchucks, I I started to ask myself
1: a question here because we, we've, we've (laughs) the nunchucks. Going back to Gordon Mm Sully. I
0: I think it was Gordon Uh, Sully. Is that a sporting weapon from Japan? He's
1: got a sporting weapon from Japan. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Uh Ah, brother. Um,
0: Context on that. But we watched a show from the '80s on uh, this podcast, where the announcer, um, one of the wrestlers, hits another with a kendo stick. Okay. And like, it's not he doesn't like they would do today. uh, Go underneath the ring to get the kendo stick. He's brought it to the ring with him, and the announcer just keeps selling it on. Well, it's a it's a sporting weapon from Japan. That's why it's allowed to be ringside, um, which, you know. And as our guest that week pointed out, nobody else is taking like a hockey stick or yeah. you know, a f- <laughs> with them
1: or a football helmet. Um, and Bradshaw goes, "That's obviously banned." And I'm like, "Wait a minute! Right. No, it's a sporting weapon from
0: Japan." <laughs> sporting weapon from Japan. Yes, yes. He threatens the nunchucks, but. Yeah, there's, again, this is a show, um, I guess Ring of Honor kind of does the same thing. There's very little cheating, um, except for in the comedy match. Um, you know, there's, it's really kind of, I mean, obviously it's still worked, but it, it's kind of more about athletic prowess between the two, two competitors. It's like, there's not a lot of cheating, even by the heels, that kind of stuff. And I, I, you yeah. I put
1: this down on my notes and, uh, because I didn't hear a name for it, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm happy to take a name from either one of you. What would you call the submission that Sabre used? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> how, how, how about <laughs> a stretch from hell?
0: Or <laughs> Yeah.
1: Because a, a lot of the submissions were born of the days when uh, people used to go into wrestling schools and mm-hmm. the wrestlers would stretch them. meaning put them in that hold for about 20 minutes and see if they start crying. Um, but saber that submission. Mm -hmm. I was like, how, what is this (laughs) in a good
0: way? Yeah, that looks painful. And that's what he wins with. And then we get like our only kind of promo for the night, which is actually a video package for the upcoming match of Jack Swagger versus Joe Hendry. Um, which they're advertising as Ankle Lock versus Ankle Lock. Although, when we get to the actual <laughs> match, Jack Swagger, of course, calls his the Patriot Lock, and Joe Henry, Hendry calls his the Hendry Lock. Uh, <laughs> and This is brought this, to you by Master Lock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, this is a championship match. This is the... Which, WCBW. Oh, it, it's the, yeah, it is the... the uh, the WCPW championship. Now, um Joe, Joe Hend- Hendry is yeah. the champion going in.
1: Right. Now, Joe Hendry isn't well-known around here. He di- mm-hmm. had a cup of coffee in Impact Wrestling. But right. Joe Hendry is known for his, and you didn't see it in this show, mm-hmm. but he is known for his ring entrances mm. because he produces his own videos. Ah, And in those videos, Joe Hendry is a legit singer. And he will sing a song about his opponent, which That's is awesome. usually funny as hell. So if you get an opportunity, look for Joe Hendry entrance video and enjoy yourself. So it's, it's the
0: funny. The polished version of Elias? Yes. Um, okay.
1: <laughs> um. And then it's interesting that Jack Swat, especially with uh, the... the uh, Vince McMahon owning real names uh, uh, fake names or
0: any yes. names that you might want to refer yes. to
1: yourself as it's interesting that the opponent is Jack Swagger
0: yep <laughs> and um, yes which if you didn't know Swagger, is Jake Hager yes <laughs> but he's Jack Swagger because mm-hmm. Vince had not started uh, started as, or sent him the cease and desist letter yet um, so he is Jack Swagger here uh and he's still doing his like Fox News American gimmick. <laughs> but it's babyface. Yeah. Um, we the people.
1: We the people. Conducting um, the band. I don't know what <laughs> band he was conducting, but he
0: you know he the was band. conducting the chants. He was conducting, conducting were...
2: the chants. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cuz they were chanting uh I couldn't we couldn't tell what they were chanting, it was something like eat shit Joe or something
2: like that. It had profanity in it. Oh, yeah.
0: lovely. <laughs> um or Hendry is shit or something, and, and Jack keeps conducting the oh, um, chance. Um, I love how they refer to Jack Swagger as the real
1: American. Yes. Because I just wanted to go dun 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 dun, dun, dun na, na na na. When it comes crashing down, and
0: yeah, Never mind. And here is my only uh, comment from the uh, announcers. The yes. Announcers, yes. Yeah. I let you written say the down. uh, and I said the okay. announcers. <laughs> My only comment from the announcers written down, which is James Kennedy during this match, keeps putting over, and I finally got. This is the point where I finally got that James Kennedy is supposed to be the heel announcer because he keeps putting over Joe Hendry. Um, but Swagger really starts uh, dominating the match, and um, Dave Bradshaw points that out and <laughs> james kennedy says i hate it when people tell me, point out that i'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> now und- distillation of the heel announcer right there
1: and unlike the jake hager that we see in aew and of course he's the baby face in this so you have to understand it jack swagger was selling the hell out of everything Yes. And when you look at his matches now where he doesn't sell a damn
0: thing, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: it's pretty amazing to see this guy can actually sell.
0: Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's a Mick Foley thing. He, he wrestles uh, different styles as different characters, I guess. Um, Jim, were, did you feel like it
1: was believable that Joe Hendry was actually beating this big guy?
2: Uh, it seemed... S- we noticed a whole lot of, you know, it, it wasn't quite the rampage, uh, Eligerro match <laughs> in terms of physical size mismatch, but you know, it it was. I found, you know, it, it was it was weird that you mentioned that that Joe Hendry usually comes out with this big presence, because uh, I actually wrote uh, one of my notes just said like this guy has no presence. When he came out, like he just came out and he's just standing there. I compared him to Iron Mike Sharp, to Max. (laughs) He's just a guy with a parted haircut. He's wearing black tights. He's just a regular looking dude. He didn't have a, he didn't seem to have a crazy gimmick. Like he was the champion, but there wasn't, like, he had no pop. In this, and I guess it's again because I'm coming from a I have no idea who he is or, or what this this whole situation he's he's built a, around his persona, but I also noticed that you know there was also a total lack of like backstage interviews during this 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 show. There right. were no, you know, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. There was none of that. So you really don't get uh, any perspective on who this guy was, and he just kind of mm-hmm. came out and he played your classic heel. Uh, you know, he was, you know, he, when they, when they reached up to do like their test of strength, you know, they were going to lock fingers, he kicked them, you know, like just like a kind of classic heel generic moves out of this guy that really, uh, you know, had what I had noticed was no presence. And it's, uh, it's interesting that he kind of, that's really not the case with him.
1: I don't and, know how well this <coughs> will come over the air and I apologize if it's, if it's bad, Uh, quality. But I wanted to give an example of, uh, of Joe Hendry's um, entrance music. Okay. Let's see if it will allow me to do it. But, well, hold on a sec. I, 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 I didn't mean to, uh, I don't need to use Stacey Abrams. Let's try this again. So this is against Drew Galloway. Oh.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> so that—that's uh, a little taste.
0: <laughs> this is the next? He's Drew da 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 He's Drew
1: da <laughs> uh, There is actually an entire playlist called Joe Henry Entrance Thongs. <laughs> Because there, nice. there are a huge number of them, and he's
0: entertaining have, as hell.
1: Love Drew have,
0: Joe Henry. It would have been nice if they could let him do that on this show. Because, as Jim said, <laughs> but no, he was a no, heel, so it, I guess. But it would
1: have been yeah. even funnier. It, it would be almost yeah. Kevin Owens heel like, where you know it's like, yeah, that's cool. You can get away with that. Mm-hmm.
2: Not a not a piece of that. No, made it through. No, not no. a single piece of. Yeah, cheeky charisma. personality.
0: yeah. Cheeky Nandos.
2: No, Cheeky Nandos. <laughs> no one wants some
0: Cheeky Nandos. <laughs> but Joe Hendry retains, he wins this one and he retains, which there is absolutely no crowd reaction, which, Craig, as you pointed out, is very Japanese. Um, like, there's not even a boo. There's nothing. The crowd is dead silent to the finish of this. And um, there's a good reason why. Now, think of ankle locks.
1: Think of Kurt Angle's ankle lock. Mm-hmm. Think of Jack Swagger's ankle lock. Joe Hendry basically did a Boston Crab, and they were trying yes. to sell it as a double ankle lock. Yes. I wrote
2: that down. A Boston Crab. I'm like, what is that? It's like a, a, an unlocked sharpshooter with the legs not crossed. And then I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. I've seen this before. It's a Boston Crab.
1: Yes. <laughs> um... Let, yeah. let's put it this way this Boston crowd wasn't good enough to be sold at legal seafoods that's that's how bad it was <laughs>
0: yeah um right so the crowd is just reacting to the the botched finish with stunned silence uh, <laughs> and the crowd goes wild yay, yay. Yeah. yeah um <laughs> but that brings us to the finals in the tournament which is going to be Kushida versus Will Ospreay um and this is another one. This match is incredible. Um I and, mean, and what do they have in common? Will Osprey.
1: I don't know what. No, Will Ospreay. That's okay. what they have in common. This match was incredible. Oh, the oh, last I wa- see. <laughs> yeah. right. Will
0: Osprey. Okay. Will Osprey, got it. Yes. Um No, this is an absolutely incredible one. There's um, a lot to talk about. Um, The South Coast connection is in Will's Corner. Um, And there's a point at which they run into the crowd, and Osprey frog splashes from the top rope into the crowd. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um.
1: I describe the start as... Osprey with a quick start and an incredible round off splash. Shooting star in defeat. Kushida dives onto Osprey and a couple of guys. Kushida playing heel. Kushida with a nasty headstand butterfly lock. Osprey mm-hmm. <laughs> back with kicks and flips. And then <laughs> Osprey into the crowd when his buddies position Kusi- Sh- Kushida. Yep. And that had so many typos in it because I couldn't type <laughs> fast
0: enough. <laughs> yeah. No, it's incredible. Then there's a ref bump at one point and B. Priestley runs in and uh, she's holding the championship. Um, and, and that
1: was his, uh, that was
0: Kushida's championship, his right.
1: ROH championship. Yes. B. Priestley, hold- uh, who had a cup of coffee in AEW and is right. legit Will Osprey's girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Um, no, she's, ho- she's holding the championship, you know, encouraging Osprey to hit, Kushida with the belt while the ref is out, but he doesn't want to win that way. Um, Which, spoiler alert, completely made me think the finish would be different. Um, Because he does the honorable thing. He's not going to do that. Um, He wants to win legitimately.
2: Um. That was sold to me as the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, he's, he's doing the right thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I do need to point out, uh, I guessed every single match wrong.
1: Hey, uh, Every okay. single
2: match I got, I got a zero. I guessed zero percent of the matches right, and I'm actually, I I thought it was great that and that congrac-
1: happened. And congratulations, you won this week's <laughs> Cheeky Nando's
0: challenge. <laughs> No, I can I can see why you'd think that's great because that means that they're actually writing compelling wrestling that makes you want to keep watching. I was and, um, surprised.
2: Yeah. If it, you know, I mean when you write all the time, it would, you know, it was like wow, yeah. wow. And then by the end I'm like, I have not gotten a single guess right. You would think with a 50-50? You'd...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. see one of those classic Japan showdowns with the elbows and the kicks, except they yes. made it look even better because usually it's just a set of elbows going back and forth, but adding the kicks to it was oh, were yeah. pretty cool. That was great.
0: And I think, yeah, I think we actually laughed out loud at that point when they're, when they're trading kicks Yeah, uh, because <laughs> they do it and it's just this great way. They're too evenly matched.
1: <laughs> um, and both of them, cu- uh, both of them kicked out of the other's finish.
0: Yes. Um, yes, the cheeky nandos and the hoverboard lock. Yeah. Well, um. actually,
1: the the Oz cutter is is. Oh yeah, uh, the, his the big finish, finish. But yeah, the cheeky yeah. Nando. <laughs> You're gonna put me in a craving for cheeky nandos. <laughs> um.
2: I made a um. note that I was I was glad that I did get to see that connect the cheeky mm-hmm. nandos kick
0: because <laughs> it didn't on the... On yeah, the it was like, that man, perfect. that was set
2: up really good in that other match. And then, yeah, if we got to got to see it uh, proper happen.
1: And those of you who like Nando's will love the pun that it
0: was Perry Perry good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: so, yes, Kushida wins this one. But again, it's a face versus face thing, so it doesn't feel... So it feels earned. Um it it uh you know like either either way i'd be happy with the ending um so it's um you know and then they do a thing with it they do a handshake and a bow after the match and osprey hands Kushida the um world cup trophy um which falls apart as the show cuts off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the, the other thing that uh, you have to remember
1: is mm-hmm. that B Priestley had come in in a very heelish way because B was yeah. B is a nasty heel uh, yeah. in, in stardom and in and mm-hmm. AEW when she was there, and she'll be back uh, once all this COVID stuff goes away. Yeah. But B Priestley was known as just a nasty heel, and the fact that Priestley shook the hand and bowed that was a pretty huge sign of respect and actually told a big story within this
0: yeah um yeah okay um so that's that's that match and that's our show and because it's a youtube show it just kind of goes off the air there's no like credits or you know anything like that Um, They, they ran out of satellite time yeah i guess so Second week in a row that this happened for very different reasons. Yes. Um, First one was to avoid the appearance of little Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes. Um, Jake's little snake.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. I did not know this. (laughs) I did not know that. Allegedly. (laughs) And I'm glad I didn't. But of course, I can. Always, if I really needed to see that, apparently I can go back to the first match of this of this card. <laughs> callback. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it for him, ladies and gentlemen, because we haven't oh, had what? our, our uh, Steve Rossi uh, no. callback yet. Let's hear it for him. Uh, bring him out, boy. Everybody shout back. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, so, Jim, other than uh, other than the shuttlecock finish in the first match, um, what did you learn from this show today?
2: Uh, it was it was pretty interesting to see uh, the the progression. You know, just how kind of different and much just bigger and broader everything is in terms of the uh, the athleticism, uh, just the yeah the flips, the twists, the it's just so much. There's so much more spectacular to look at, um, and you know things have kind of moved on. I made a note that uh, I noticed because I, I noticed the absence of them, uh, body slams, mm. until yeah. two. It was two hours in when I noticed the first proper just scoop them up under the crotch, over the shoulder, pick them up, drop them down, body slam. Yeah, it's just not really a thing, um, mm. and I know we also noticed that for some reason they. Uh, you know, when they need to build momentum, you know, they'll, they'll put somebody in the corner and ordinarily bounce off the rope, you know, run away, bounce off the ropes, come back. Uh, there, there's a thing where people are now bouncing off the turnbuckles, which strikes me <laughs> as a little odd because they're not particularly bouncy. Uh, and it was happening over and over and over again. And, I, and I'm just, you know, so it, it was interesting to just see how kind of a move that's commonplace is just different, you know, now. Um yeah so much more engaging than it used to be it's yeah it's amazing
1: and uh oh. another thing, vince mcmahon would have absolutely loved this card because there wasn't
0: one tag team bout in the entire yes. card yeah yeah we, we we mentioned that no tag teams no women except for b Priestley. um yeah no tag teams which is interesting that when they announced at the next pay-per-view the main event would be a tag team match.
1: And in Japan, and uh, I think a lot of WCPW's uh, promotion was based a lot on the fact that they were all big Japan fans, uh, which is the only place you can see Will Ospreay these days, which is Mm kind of sad. I wish he would come to AEW because I think he would be amazing. I don't want him to ever go to WWE because they would make him stop being Will Ospreay, <laughs> right? Ricochet? ricochet. Um, but it's, uh, in Japan they take people who are no longer in their tournaments like the G1 or on their off days when they do the G1 and the B group is performing, the A group will be in a series of tag matches, sometimes eight man right. tags just so you can see everybody. Yeah. So, uh, the quarterfinals to the finals happened over a three-day period. So these guys were working an awful lot already, and I think that by the time if they were going to put them in a tag team match at the end, some of them might have been a little bit worn out. Hmm. But... Uh, did Kushida look like he had wrestled, uh, or did, did Kushida or Osprey look like they had wrestled a match before? Oh, hell no. That looked yeah, like there was no. the first match of the night. So, yeah. just uh, an amazing performance by them. And yes, the Osprey Ricochet match was the reason why I thought this would be a fun show to watch. It may not have been the most engaging show or the flashiest show. But it was an interesting change of pace considering that we've, we watched some really some real stinkers with well-known names. Yes. And here we saw some really good matches with not-so-well names. Like, I, I'm looking forward to Mike Speedball Bailey showing up in, in sure. the States at some time. Because I think he's
0: going to be fun to watch. Yeah, no, I think um, I, I, I loved watching this show. I thought this was a great one to do. Um, yeah. All right, so Jim, is there anything you want to plug, get out there? Do you want people to follow you on social media? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, but, Fair but, but I have Jim nothing will... to sell.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's right. Remember the, his introduction? And nothing it. to yes. plug, whatever? Nope. Uh, you can follow him at Cheeky Nandos. At Cheeky Nandos. <laughs> I well, wonder if follow... somebody's got
0: that Twitter, because if they don't, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> I'm looking right now. You can follow our Twitter at, um, WKIFpod, and you can also, uh, yes, uh, there's one, yes, somebody does have cheeky nandos at Twitter, by the way. <laughs> um, but our Twitter is WKIFpod, like I said, and you can also follow me at Minimus Maxim. The Minimus Maxim Twitter is not safe for work, it's 18+. Um... And As usual,
1: you can follow me on the way home, but I might turn around and look like you're just <laughs> really a creep. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Jim. All right. Thank you, guys. Good night. Bye bye. <laughs>